You're listening to Disturbing the Priest with Brandon Baddock. Well, Toxic, we are here. What is up? It is nice for you to join me here on Disturbing the Priest. Um, you guys yeah, all doing good? Having a nice doing day? Doing great, so brother. Absolutely. So I do want to I, I do want to kick this off with just like talking about like what was like like all of you like what was your introduction to like the genre heavy metal was it like new wave was it thrash was it you know sabbath judas priest unleashed in the east and kiss and then it was iron maiden and ozzy and sabbath and all that and it was just then the 80s was the golden age you know yeah 80s oh. i think for uh i think for a lot of us you know depending on on what year you were born right we all have our 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 way in. Um, I'm with James though on that one, Unleashed in the East, Kiss, you know, that's the first wave. Um, and then of course, you know, Merciful Fate and Venom and that stuff comes along and there's a whole new yeah. thing that happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thankfully, thankfully there were such things imported records because otherwise we wouldn't have known. Like except except Restless and Wild for me was a game changer, you know? Yes. Yep. Oh. Exactly. That opened the door to thrash. Totally. Eric, what about you? I made them first, and then uh, straight into Anthrax. There was um, only a few channels to get music through, uh, especially for for metal. So it's just whatever could find. Uh, what was it? So it was just yeah, made in Anthrax, uh, and then Slayer, Metallica, pretty much in that order too. Sweet, awesome, yeah. Ron. Uh, <laughs> here comes the question. Yeah, I'm curious. Um. I'm a, I'm a little younger, I guess, than the other guys. So for me, actually, I started with like, like System of a Down and stuff like that. Um, cool. Wow. Made my way backwards to the Big Four and then found out there were other bands other than the Big Four and Thrash. And like that Thrash kind of became, that was like my first love. So like Exodus, Anthrax, like... <laughs> testament overkill all that stuff yeah um and awesome yeah went from there cool shane what about you um, my first ever album that i heard that like really like blew my mind um i'm somewhere in between ron's age and the rest of the guys <laughs> but like it was um but it was actually an older one relatively uh kill em all by metallica and then um then like it was probably like Megadeth and you know then like onto bands kind of like Fear Factory and stuff like that and uh, like that kind of part of the genre um I was like the kind of real rhythmic aspect of metal um you know bands like Meshuggah I still love like those are Gojira <laughs> but anyway that was like kind of my trajectory it was a little kind of weird and windy but yeah yeah that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because, like, you know, I've talked to a few bands, especially like some from the '80s. Like, you're talking about how they got into metal. It's like it was really like whatever album cover that was like really interesting to them that they saw at like a store or whatever. Like, listen, man, I'm I'm 24, and for me, like, I just get Spotify and I have every single genre, every single piece of music. It, it's so crazy. Like, I'm talking to people. I've I've like had a show some kid 13 who was like you know you're into merciful fate you know he's like yeah i'm into all the like you know first wave like black metal i'm into man it's like jesus but it's crazy now and lucky for you guys with this new record dismorta you're getting so many like 
new fans from all over the globe with that. How does that feel, especially with streaming now? Um, you know, I, go ahead, Shane. Go ahead. I'm just, just going to say, like, when we were on, like, L.A., like, super, like, is very prominent in this respect, like, it was such a young crowd in L.A. Like, I don't think there was many people, like, over, like, the mid-20s. And I'm like, where, where did you find? They're like, yeah, you know, YouTube and Spotify. And so, just, yeah, it's, like, just amazing, like, what, um, I mean, there's definite downsides to services like that. But for exposure, you know, it's, it's a really great resource for people who want to, you know, if they really want to delve deep and sort of, you know, time to explore. So. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, you know, congrats with Dismorta. It's an awesome record. Totally holds up to like this trilogy of, of just thrash epics. Now, how, what's the difference between like putting out an album in like the eighties compared to like, you know, 2022, like it must be way different. Is it, is it budget. that different? Is budget. it budget? <laughs> Josh, Josh, how much were your budgets for world circus and fucking thing? This probably tens of thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Between the two of them over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, probably between you. the two of them, close to a hundred thousand, give or take, between the two records. Wow, wow. We yeah, had a ten thousand dollar budget for this album, dude. It was thirty wow. grand. For, it was thirty grand for, if I recall correctly, too. Uh, if I want to say it was thirty for World Circus and sixty for Think This, so about ninety grand for the two records. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. How much would, we, I'll, I'll tell you, we ate that right up in the studio, though. I mean, back in those days, studios were thriving. It was a very different business model, right? And all of the sort of sister industries were making more money as well. Like the model that you just mentioned before has changed not only the trajectory for the artist, but also for, you know, other industries like studio owners and sound companies and everything else. Like everything has sort of changed around it. But if I could just really quickly, I want to jump back real fast, though, because we were talking about our influences and how we got started. I just want to go back to that because your next question was about Dismorta. And I think that Dismorta actually reflects that eclectic group of interests and like timelines and everything else. I think that Toxic is definitely a composite of all of us and you can really hear it on the record. And it was really interesting hearing how everybody got into it because I don't think I've ever heard everyone answer that question before. So that was cool. And it, if you listen to the record, you can hear all of that. I just wanted to say that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I also found really interesting. And that's why I wanted to ask that, you know, because we have a lot of new blood in the band now. Um, and yeah. and a lot of like the the old toxic records, you have like that new wave British heavy metal like influence. But now we have so many more. And and, and like, you know, with and this is to all of you is any of like, you know, more newer metal bands was did you find like any influence from like maybe tw uh, 2000s or 2010? Mm -hmm bands yeah, on for definitely. like this new record yeah for sure definitely I, we were just talking about this the other day um and if I, i'll jump in again but then someone follow up please that you know we're and they're not new anymore but like it's interesting gojira and mastodon just announced this head co-headlining tour and i listen to both of those bands a lot like that's kind of where my listening of a lot of my listening happens is in that genre that er, uh, area of music or that genre of music which, what is that genre? I don't know, bands like Opeth fit in there. And, um, oh, 
what's that band? Shane loves them too, um, Catatonia. You know, like there are bands that kind of come from sort of like a dark, more atmospheric, sonic place. And there's definitely some of that on Dismorta. You can hear that. Like songs okay. like Judas and Devil in the Mirror towards the end of the record really start to take on kind of a little bit more of, not at all, I, I hide from, I don't, I don't like the word modern because then you're like trying to find something when you say that. But I do feel like it does fit into more of that sort of current context. How about instead of modern, let's say current. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally see that. Now, there's so many. There, I feel like there's like a billion new subgenres since like you know like '89. You know what I mean? Um, you guys have experimented with like ballads in the past. Do you, are you? Do you guys think like maybe with like a future toxic record, you'll like experiment with like any other forms of songwriting, or do you really like have your sound like really narrowed down to like a, a specific? Um, uh, well. You know, Josh does pretty much all the writing. You know, um, the softest thing on this record is really fucking hyper reality, right? And that's like yeah. kind of the softest. This thing, we just had a bunch of bangers and we're like, dude, we got to come out fucking swinging hard. It's the first album in 30 years. It remains toxic. It, I, I feel it has more like side one is very world circus and side two is more like think this a little bit more progressive. But on the new record there, you know, Josh has like a nine minute epic called Dissolution, which is just going to be mind blowing. Awesome. It's awesome. something that Toxic has never done before, you know? Yeah. Now, in the past, like you guys have talked about, like even uh, specifically Josh has talked about, like maybe potentially doing like a sequel to Dismorta. Like, are there any like more plans with that? Do you want the new record to be like it's the totally its own thing or like more of a follow up? Um, are, is that for me, the question? I mean, yeah, I yeah feel, sure. Yep. Yep. I feel like, uh, let's see. Um, I think at the very beginning when we were very first putting Dismorta out, maybe back in August, summer air, uh, time, um, we were talking more about kind of doing maybe a three-part thing, or I was, I had said that in a few different interviews where we were talking about that. And that's not out of the right. question now, but the new writing or the new record, what we're working on for the new record is a little different than Dismorta, just a little bit, not too, too crazy. I think we've found kind of a working, I hate to use the word again, formula, but I feel like we found, we kind of found our stride here and we don't want to deviate too, too much, but we don't want to put out another Dismorta. We want to put out something different. Um, and so that's up for debate that the answer to that question is maybe we'll see, you know? Cool. Awesome. Now, uh, I, I do want to congratulate you guys because Toxic, like a lot of these thrash metal bands, like, you know, they'll have stuff in the 80s and then they'll just disappear from existence. But we had some stuff in like 2016 and you guys are finally together. And it's like, congratulations on like, this is like the tightest the band's ever been. And that's crazy to say with, with a band of like, you know, in the 80s, could fans <laughs> expect like a live album at any point? Oh, it depends on, you know, when if we're if we have some uh, ability to get a good recording. I mean, we have a bunch of live recordings that we did from the board, but um, it's really just the, like a two track recording from the board. It's nothing that we can mix or anything like that. And uh, I enjoy those anyway, man, because it really gives you it captures kind of the essence of the band. And, you know, uh, toxic, at least this incarnation of it is really like a live animal. You know, we went out in 19 and did the 30th anniversary of Think This, where we basically played all of Think This except for Technical and the Zeppelin cover and all of World Circus except for 
pain and misery and and count your blessings so that was a 17 set 17 song epic set um it would be great to get something that we can get like an eight channel mix on yeah that that'd be awesome uh because i've seen a lot of the the live videos you guys have put out and and Ron's killing on vocals. I want to congratulate yep. you with how awesome yeah, yeah, those yeah. vocals are. Um, you guys are so tight now. Um, it must feel good, you know, especially like Toxic. It, it's, it's crazy that this band is is so tight and, and really like doing great things. Can we expect like any future tours from you guys? Oh, yeah. Um, we're doing something. We're putting something together right now for May in Europe, basically May 10th through the 28th there'll be festivals on the weekends and club shows during the week we're going to go from spain all the way around europe down to athens and then back and finish in the netherlands so it'll be a a, a lot of kilometers over about a 16 day period 16 day uh show 16 show tour we just uh i just got an email this morning about an eight show east coast run in july awesome um I'll with tyrants tie with tyrant and that's probably going to be a co-headline thing if we can work it out uh, financially wise and then uh we're booked for true thrash fest in osaka in september so we're trying to put a little two-week run around that for asia like singapore thailand if we can go to australia and new zealand that'd be perfect sweet and sweet. To, to answer your question about the live album a little bit more because my <laughs> My inclination was immediately to say yes, because we are going to eventually have to put out a live record. We have to. Um, and James and I just talked about this yesterday. We just were on the phone talking about, you know, Toxic kind of has a punk element to it. Like when we play out, we have a, a, a live sort of vibe that is reminiscent of sort of a New York City hardcore thing. Like we're, we're a do-it-yourself kind of band. We show up. We're very unpretentious. Like you said, Ron does his thing live. He's absolutely insane. Um, and and the rest of the band too like we just have a thing that we do live so you want to capture that live and that leads to the next question about touring absolutely we want to get out and tour as much as we can on this record we haven't been able to support this Morty yet so like jim was saying like we've got th this 35 year thing we can do with world circus we've got this Morty to support think this is coming up on its 35 year like we have wow. a time we're going to be putting out another record we have so much shit to support right now like i can like if we can get the ball rolling i think we'll be on the road a lot i think we're going to end up playing a lot yeah you know? which is very as a fan very exciting to hear and like really looking forward to like oh my god that east coast run like i'll, I'll totally be there um are there that's any mid, that's, that's that's mid-july man like uh i know uh there'll definitely be a boston date in there man yeah yeah and like mid-july like per like i rather i rather see you guys when it's nice out you know instead of third third, awful third week of july so from like like from the 14th or from the 15th of July till like the 22nd, something like that. It's like eight shows, a short Sick. little thing. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, yeah, July 19th, Boston. Wow. My July birthday. 20th. Yeah, J July. J oh, dude, Boston for your birthday. July 20th, Rhode Island. Cool. So my birthday is uh, July 18th. So uh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Well, well July, July, July. Listen, if you're in wet middle Massachusetts in July 18th, we're in Elmira, New York. So I think that's right up around ball, uh, around Albany. So that's right down. You could take 90 east and probably yeah. get to Boston. 
right? Yeah, Josh, maybe we could split a cake or something, you know? So, so listen, Elmira, just so, to, let me tune up the geography here for you guys because I'm an upstate New Yorker guy. Actually, Jim, Elmira is more like towards PA. Elmira's west. If you look at it on the map, it's almost kind of below ah, Rochester. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's the other side as well. Ah, okay, so you, all right. Yeah, okay. but, but right. on the 19th, we're going to be in your backyard and like that would be cool to come and hang out. You know, we'll do a birthday thing. Do you play an instrument, man? Do you play guitar? I, I play a little. I, I don't play at a toxic level, but I, I play a little can, bit. Can you pull off a toxic I, tune? Can you come up and play a song? I can. I can try. I can try. <laughs> we, again, we're that. Yeah, yeah. We do that with our friends, man. Come on up. You know, come on. Regardless, up. regardless, guys. Like, I'd love to. I'd love to come by and maybe do like a pre-show interview or something. Would be awesome. Uh, be awesome. Hang. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of U.S. and people are asking us about the U.S. and. You know, listen, man, we're all, um, you know, me and Josh are 50-ish, you know, mid-50s. Eric is in his 40s. You know, Shane's early 40s. Ronnie's, you know, 12. And um, <laughs> Ronnie's, Ronnie's 33, right? So, or 33, 34. So, like, we have to work. So, sometimes you're limited in taking days off. You can't really go out there and do this at a loss, you know, where you're taking money out of your pocket to go to play shows that you should be getting paid for. So that that more often than not is the prohibitive factor for us putting anything together in the U.S. because people want to pay us three hundred dollars a show. You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense financially. Yeah. Does uh, do you guys it costs a lot sell... of money to play shows? You know, and it costs yeah. a lot of money gear wise, getting there, fuel equipment you know there's a lot that goes in all the people you have to pay to go there you know yeah i i can totally see that now um in terms of like touring like i i see a lot of these thrash metal bands they're they tour like europe a ton especially the uk is there a bigger like audience there for for thrash metal or is it just like a better place to tour like just overall well you could do so many countries in europe and the 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 passion for metal is all over europe i mean germany being the fertile crescent but wherever you go there's just metal movement sometimes there's patch clubs we went to that remember josh uh, when we played madrid that was for like a metal patch club like nydm it was for uh what were they called uh but yeah we went back and hung out at their clubhouse after the show yeah they, so they yeah, they just put sponsor shows and bring you over they, i mean they're all over europe and the festival situation in Europe blows away the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I wish to attend one one day and you look at like people touring like Mexico and they're they're The crowds are like huge. Yeah. It's a cultural thing. I had, you know, is what it really is. Like, you know, we kind of have a short attention span in the U S um, and there, metal kind of demands a little bit more than a soundbite. It kind of has, it takes a little more. So I think that that's a lot of why, that is i think that's why you see a stronger attendance in other markets and it's been like that for a really long time in the u.s you'll notice the bands that can reach a commercial success will pull large audiences in the states but as far as like little bands like that sort of like nitty-gritty thing no that's definitely europe that's latin america that's asia and that's cool because we like to travel anyway so it kind of works out i feel like a lot of the thrash bands i probably am speaking for lots of different people when i say that like it's fine that that's the, where our audience is what's wrong with that you know like let's go to europe it's awesome yeah it's you like know? you've seen new york enough you know what i mean right you know i mean <laughs> I love this. we love the states we love to and i'm we're looking forward to it but like tim said you know people want to give you 300 bucks and have you drive 12 hours on a tuesday and it's just crazy you know it's, yeah 
Yeah. Now, uh, are there any bands you guys would like love to tour with or maybe like have feature on a song in the future? Or is it is it more of like a solo, like just toxic, potentially a co-headlining tour? But like, are there any bands you guys would love to work with at all? Anybody else? I like. I feel like yeah. I'm answering here. Higher <laughs> answer. I've been asking this question a, a, a couple of times a lot in the past uh, past few years. So I'm actually wondering, Brandon, what what would you suggest? <laughs> me uh yeah <laughs> uh well i i'd love to see you guys with uh whiplash uh, oh there you go yeah that's it you know, listen uh, we played with it? we played with whiplash last year in uh in at hell's heroes fest in houston well toxic played thursday night we played the pre-party crushed that place and mm -hmm. then friday we played uh whiplash played right uh right before dark angel and we played wow. with them in l.a out in LA, yep. And, and we played play with them on the cruise. And yeah. we played with them in Poughkeepsie. Right, wow. right. And they were on the and they were on the the they were on the seventy thousand tons in twenty twenty yeah. when we went. Yeah, we played with them like a bunch. We played with them like four times now. You, you play I with? Play I play on a cruise. I play drums for them. I play drums for them too, Brandon. I'm in the rotation for whiplash drummer. It's a cool situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys were on a cruise with them? How recently? That was 2020, 70,000 tons. How, how's doing a thrash metal show on a cruise ship? Awesome. Is that awful? It's good? No, it's amazing. It was it's amazing. Really, really fun. Like I was wondering how the vibe would be, uh, and it was just really awesome, man. Like everyone, because you got to think, like, what is literally like better than being on a cruise going to, you know, where did we go? Was it Bahamas? No, it was Bahamas. It was Mexico. Uh, it was to Mexico. It was in January. So you're awesome, on a boat filled with people. Who and they have they have bands playing literally like twenty hours a day. They start at like wow. ten a.m. and they finish at like three a.m. And there's multiple stages, so it's like everyone's just like having fun in the sun, getting drunk <laughs> and listening to metal like twenty four hours a day. And it's just like a it's it's a really great vibe, man. And you know, <laughs> all the bands are hanging out too, and it's really really great. That was it's really like a great. festival in water. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, but the whole boat is backstage. That's that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, eat, you're eating lunch in the cafeteria. You can pull up a chair next to fucking Chuck Billy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I'm a um, I'm actually a comedian, and I've talked to other comics, and and they tell me like those cruise ship gigs are like the worst of the worst. So that's cool that for you guys they're actually pretty fun. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess like, it's a music thing. I think if it's just like a cruise with like people who just like want to eat like cheap buffets all day and stuff like that <laughs> or whatever like, yeah, we get the like worst end of it it's a different it's different than like a themed cruise of like everyone just like you want to see like every awesome metal band that you're into yeah come on you know so it's yeah six, it's That's 60 sweet. bands and you do 60 bands and you do two sets each band so we did world oh. circus we played on the ice rink we did world circus in its entirety yeah. wow. and then we played the main stage in the ballroom and we played fucking think this in its entirety. It was awesome. That sounds incredible. I, I wish I, there's, I, wish I video, there. there's there's a great video on YouTube of Machine Dream. So, you know, 
there's that. And 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 what's special about that is Josh has a straw cowboy hat on. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely check that out. Part of, part of the toxic Mexico theme. Like we decided before we left that we would Toxmex. Yeah, it was the top match. It was Brett, Brett Michael Christian on uh, on guitar. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, yeah. Man. I as I stroke my beard thinking of this. Yes. Well, you know, from 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 water slides to death metal shows, it really was a <laughs> good time. It was. That's yeah. that's incredible. That's incredible. Now, uh, um, it's a it's a must do as a metal fan. It's a must do. You have it's it's on my bucket list now. Go on seventy thousand at least it, once, and you just go. It's, it's it is amazing. It, it, as a fan, it's like as a band, it was amazing. But as a fan, it's amazing. Like, and that's the beauty of it is that you're both when you're there, you get to really indulge both heavily, and it's pretty amazing, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. We're on the, we're on that cruise and the last day we all go to the grand ballroom to eat and they have this big table of just people like the Vikings, they call them. They all come every year, they get in costume and we're finished eating and Ronnie is so nice, right? And he's so like polite. There's a grand staircase there and at the top of the staircase was a huge grand piano. And Ronnie asked me like, I'm his dad, Jim, Mr. Jim, do you think it would be okay if I went up and played that piano? I'm like, dude, just go up there and fucking own it. Ronnie walks up the stairs, sits down, and fucking wails Queen, uh, um, don't stop me now on the piano. Fucking crushing it, right? Wow. A couple hours later, he's <laughs> on the top deck after the show, singing that at karaoke, owning the entire place. Every person on the deck was singing don't stop me now at Ronnie. It was incredible. <laughs> That's really great. And how, 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 he discovered his hip action. It was like it was like this really formal dining room, right? And they like, you know, a bunch of metalheads are sitting all around, and then all of a sudden, like this one table in the middle is like fifty person table, and like these people just charge in, like in this Viking theme. They're standing on the table doing these huge toasts, and it was it was wild, man. It was really really fun. Really that's why well that's definitely on my bucket list now because because yeah, yeah. I, I i've seen just flyers for them but i, I had no idea they were that much fun it's really and, and if you guys are having that much of a blast and the fans was remember do you remember the great. secret service theme group that came into yes anyone yeah, yep yep, yep. yep. someone trump. was dressed as donald trump or something yeah. Yeah. what so <laughs> great man so great, great. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I had an interesting thing with that cruise, right? Like that was right. We were getting ready to start recording the record. We were writing and getting ready to record. And that whole experience, getting on the on that boat, doing the shows, meeting all of those bands, hanging with all those people, Ronnie's thing with the piano, that whole thing actually contributed to the momentum of recording Desmorta. Like we wow. came off of that run and that set of shows really jammed up man just super pumped as a band and that's kind of what we went into dismorta with we conveyed that energy into the record honestly like that was the role it went right from that into that and yeah I couldn't... The, the, the europe, europe into that josh exactly man i feel the same perfect. way it was perfect our momentum going into the recording was perfect couldn't have been better for us even though covid sucked and it ruined a lot of lives in the world etc for us just the way that worked was perfect and you can hear yeah. it in the record. It contributed to the overall, to the vibe on the album. 
I, I was about to say you can totally hear that energy in the record, especially yeah. with like going into feeding friends. He just like punches so you in the face. I am so aware of it. Like as you know, being there front, like seeing the continuity of it happening, like the arc of it. I am. I can really see that. It's it's really cool that we call that. From conception to re- release, how long did it take to make Dismorta? Probably two years in the writing and everything. It was like all said and done, right? Right? Would you guys say like two years? Yeah. <laughs> well, two years plus 28. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you guys are you're working on a, a new record? Vocals and stuff. Um, (laughs) will that affect me on the new record (laughs) (laughs) when your phone is freaking out man (laughs) yeah it's Son of your members a robot? Is, is that why he's so good? That's a dead room. Oh, there he goes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Thrown uh, out yeah, there we go. We're, we already walked someone. God damn. Um, so uh, I, I do have a – so, you know, Toxic, you guys have been around for a while. It, a lot of a lot of times on the roads, for, for some of you at least – um, and even even now, like, do you has anything crazy happened on the road or like at a gig or has it been just like pretty tame overall? Uh, I mean, the road is just crazy all the time. It's just as nutty as everybody thinks it is. You know, everything goes everything goes wrong all the time. You're it's it's a constant you know fiasco, but a fun fiasco. Like it, it's like a fun uh, you know a fun dysfunction. Um, so it has that going for it most of the time. And that's not to say that it doesn't get done the right way in the end and the fans get a good show and we get it done, but there's always that feeling of like, you're sort of tumbling along. Um, and it's all crazy. It's just one adventure after another, at least that's my perspective, you know, yeah. and you're, you are going from event to event, town to town. And each new town is a new group of people with a new party and a new, you know, so yeah, it's, it's all crazy. You know, yeah. pick out one, pick out one on the, from June, like from the run in June, like pick out one special moment. Um, I don't know. What was it? What was a crazy moment on that tour? Would you say? Just June was an Iron Fest. What was that? Iron Fest. In, Iron Fest. Yeah, Iron Fest. There you go. Space right. Cakes, Iron Fest is insane. Space cakes and hash and weed and. Yeah. <laughs> Excessive. We ended, up, we ended up giving the drummer to uh, to the another band all of our stuff because we had to go to Switzerland the next day. So we gave him all this shit, like Grandma Hash. I gave him uh, the rest of our space cakes, all this weed. And then I met that kid uh, later on. A Fusion Bomb was the name of the band. They're really fucking cool, young and technical, um, from Belgium. Um, cool. Then the, the drummer Scotty came to see uh see us see heathen in uh in uh Saarbrucken later on that summer so he returned the favor he gave me a couple of huge joints it's pretty awesome that's awesome well that that sounds like a great thing then dude that was you at know, a cause... campground it was at a campground <laughs> there was a lake it was a special place 
That, that sounds awesome. Because you hear a lot of like touring stories where like the bus breaks down or, or the van, something happens, bands get robbed. There's some crazy I, hotel stuff. But that sounds like an awesome thing. Like I, Buses break down, of course, but yeah, then, yeah. nobody's gotten robbed. I don't want to yeah. experience that, man. Here or personally, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, we can, I can honestly say we've been pretty lucky that way. Knock on wood, we've avoided that. Of but course. like first night that we got there for June, the first night that the band arrived there, there was a wires got crossed on where we were staying and we had nowhere to sleep that first night. And that was on the tail of like 20 hours of, work, of traveling for me, you know, so we had to scramble to get a hotel together. So there's always that element. Like I said, it's always a bit of like you're tumbling through space, but you're tumbling through European space. So it's really fun, you know? It's like, yeah, 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 totally. You know what I mean? Like, it's an adventure because of where you are. Like, the whole thing is just, like, the experience. And you take a deep breath. You're like, okay, here we go, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, well, before we close up here, uh, how can fans keep in touch with the band in the future? Social media, a website, the label? The official yeah. website is uh, toxicmetal.net. Um, and, you know, all the socials are toxic metal, except for, I guess, Facebook, which is toxic metal official. <laughs> That's everything. It's on the website. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, thank but you Eric, so much Eric for and joining. Shane pretty much have, de have dealt with all the social media and all the web design. You know, Eric re just redid the... Uh, the the website the toxic site and it looks amazing he wrote an amazing bio you know uh, Shane has been handling all the social media posts you know you know everybody has kind of like their niche and what they're good at and you know you try to play to everybody's strengths and you know you got to kind of pull it together because if we don't do it who's gonna you know mm, yeah. but there's a lot to, there's a lot to deal with you know like Josh is talking about the way you describe that it feels like you're tumbling through space is so true because there's no, the clock doesn't matter unless you know, hey, I have to be there at three o'clock. We have to sound check five to 540. Yeah. You know, like those yeah. things matter and what your set time, but everything else is a blur. Right, you know. Exactly, yeah, you're like sort of pinned to these two or three points on the clock and the rest of it is just like, okay, we're, we're on. The yeah, hurry up and wait, oh, you know. you're muted. Yeah, hurry up and wait, that's it, yeah. I'm being tired all the time. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because like it, it's something that a, a band has to complete like that's a it's a almost a priority now. It's like how are fans going to get to us? It's like managing a website, managing all this, all these socials, you know, back then I feel like it was just like go to the gig, you know, get on Kerrang or whatever. Well, your record company would hook you up with that. And, you know, the record company, you know, the record company got us to you. Right, Brandon. So that's yeah. a good thing. But back then it was different they had a whole promotional team that was dedicated to you now they really don't you know if you want somebody to run your social media it'll probably cost you 300 dollars a month just for instagram you know but those things are important to post a picture every day you know it's just very difficult for guys that have lives and families and stuff you know yeah it's almost like another full-time job like other than like being totally. a musician yeah it's it's wild back then like you'd the be part of the street team like in the 2000s when ronnie was like talking about in the 2000s shane you two when you had six deep you had things called street teams where you, it was just a bunch of dedicated fans that would get get you know organized by a label person and they would work the streets and hand out flyers and get people to your gigs so you would be doing something like that or interning or something so right? pretty much just like barking pretty much huh? just pretty much like just barking just outside and just trying to get people 
like flyers. Yeah, but, hey, but, you but have today, long hair. Today you do it on your phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there, and there's such a, the, the pros of that is there's such a bigger reach now, but it's just such a pain. Like even so, I have to go through it and it sucks. Interesting though. Interesting point here that, you know, what we're making about the process and the availability and what to, to Jim's point that he just made, you know, for us as a unit, because we have our own lives, we really have to work for it. Like we really do have to work for it. I think that like, you know, back when toxic was forming, you know, we were kids and we lived at home, most of us, and we could, we had time was our own. We could do what we wanted, but for this, we really have to set aside time. We have to create the moment. And that means you have to work for it. And I think that increases the value of it, et cetera. Like, I feel like we like care more about it because we do that. And I, and again, I think it shows in the, in the final product for us. I think that's part of our refining process is that we really have to work to pull it together and, and, you know, make time for it. And that adds to it. It's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, oh, man, always man, an man, honor. Great conversation. Thank yeah, thanks, man. Cool. Cool. Um, nice hanging out, you know? Yeah, East man. Coast. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you guys on the East Coast. Right on, yeah. East Very Coast. Excited. Yes, you know. Awesome, awesome. All right, yeah, I'll bring it back. Posted, man. We have, you know, we have to talk about that. That 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 offer just came in today. So, but uh, okay, that looks definitely feasible. It's right here. It's really like a northeast run. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, and and the the there's a ton of thrash metal fans here. Listen, dust yeah. off a world circus tune, man, so you can come up and play with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can't totally. play, you come up and sing it. You know. That's All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hell yeah, man. All right. Thank you guys so much. I'm Brandon Baddock, and this has been Disturbing the Priest.